0: Today, I am joined by a copywriting client of mine, Emery Woods, who is the founder of Right Side Brewing, a craft non-alcoholic beer brand based in Atlanta, Georgia. Her beer brand has created a culture of socializing without sacrificing, bringing healthy living to a whole new level. Today, she will share her brand's story of evolution, as well as how she chooses to embrace evolution in her own life. How are you, Emery? Hi, thank you so much, Emily, for having me on. I'm so
1: excited to chat with you today.
0: I know. I'm so excited. You can kind of broadcast the story of Right Side, and I think that a lot of people will benefit from hearing your story. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So have you always had the dream of starting a business on your own and doing your own dream and kind of, uh, embracing that entrepreneurial journey?
1: You know what I have, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs you talk to were like, I never would have dreamed of having my own business, but it's always been my dream. Um, for as long as I can remember, my dad had his own business. Um, and, I studied entrepreneurship in undergrad and graduate school, um, so always had, like, a passion and a heart for small to um, startup businesses, and that's been my whole career, too. I've always worked into small, medium-sized businesses, so I just was kind of, we my when I was dating my husband, we would toss around different business ideas, and um, just this one just kept kind of coming up and kept feeling like it was the right path for me for a lot of reasons. And so I'm excited to finally live out my dream of starting something.
0: Yeah. So when did you actually first have the idea for right side?
1: Great question. I was pregnant with my daughter. So back in 2017, um, I started trying a bunch of the NA beers that everyone knows that have been around forever. And I did not care for the taste of them at all. They were all loggers and had a kind of a funny aftertaste, in my opinion. So I was like, there's got to be a more delicious way to make an NA beer. And that's kind of how it all
0: got started. Yeah. So how did you choose those kind of next steps and the direction you wanted your brand to go, the colors, the name, Uh, the product design, and all of that? Oh, goodness. Well, that is not my area of expertise. I remember
1: chatting with you and with Morgan, who was incredible and talented and um, really good at guiding me to make those decisions, because for a lot of people, that can be a really overwhelming choice. Um, You know, that was kind of later on in the process. I wrote a business plan and picked the technology and picked a partner to help me make the beer first. But then when we started getting into the branding about a year before launch, um, that's when I met you thankfully and uh, started kind of choosing um, some of the branding and the colors and things like that. You know, I think my direction was always, I wanted this brand to be a really positive and uplifting I wanted it to be inclusive. So I wanted something that, you know, you think about what craft beer did to alcoholic beer, right? You have like fun labels and fun names and um, exciting, just kind of a pop to it and a premiumization of just kind of your traditional beer. So that's what I really wanted this brand to evoke.
0: Yeah. So what did that prototyping process look like when you were trialing the different products ideas?
1: So the first step that we did was just pick a bunch of different, like go to the store and look at labels and figure out um, what we liked. I mean, we also, the logo design at the beginning, we we just kind of, I, I actually, my sister in law was extremely helpful and helped me create the logo to start which kind of guided some of the process too. She just sketched out a few different ideas based on kind of what we wanted the brand to be. Um, And also my friend, Jenny Massey, huge help with that as well. So um, we picked the logo and then, you know, again, just looking at different labels and figuring out what we liked about them, what we didn't like about them and creating that kind of book to pick from and give direction on how the label would look.
0: Yeah. So the non-alcoholic beer itself, how did you first kind of start making that and trialing the the actual product?
1: So we did a lot of tasting of alcoholic beers actually, because there weren't any non-alcoholic beers that we enjoyed. So to pick something that we wanted to do a profile off of, we had to pick an alcoholic beer. So we started tasting a bunch of different ones. And again, same kind of process. We just narrowed down what we liked and what we didn't like about the beer. And then um, and then we started kind of prototyping from there in terms of creating a non-alcoholic version of that.
0: Wow. So how has the brand kind of evolved from where it first started and kind of where it is today? What does that journey look like?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've learned so much. Um, we've learned so much about the product and what people are interested in and what they enjoy. Um, one thing I think that stayed true to our core mission and values are just the positive nature of our brand. And I think it's, it's hard when you kind of create something, particularly like our social media posts or you know our, our newsletter and things like that, that we do on a more regular basis, you hope that those ideas that you're trying to get across are conveyed like how you want them. And it's really rewarding to hear customers say, like, they're just really a positive company and they're really, you know, they're they're fun to follow because they make you feel good, kind of thing. Mm. Um, so that's always stayed true to our core. I think, um, in terms of how like the brand has evolved, you know, we've we've learned more about our customer and we've learned more about our, um, just where we, where we do well and where we don't do well and retailers and things like that. So we just can continue to hone our story and serve the people that are really enjoying right
0: side. Yeah. Do you feel like your product attracts kind of a health and wellness focus audience? Or when you talk about your customer, what, what do they, what kind of, uh, archetype do they fit?
1: Yeah, that was a really fun exercise, actually, to do um, our, our um, customer avatars. Um, so his name's Randy, and Randy is very focused on health and wellness. He goes to the gym, and, um, you know, it's typically, like, 20s, 30s is kind of where our age range is, um, you know, that he likes, like, the new premium product out there. And, but to your point, you know, at the core of it all is just people want to take better care of themselves. So they feel better. And, um, and then when you feel better, you sometimes look better because you know, you've got clear skin and better sleep and, um, you feel good enough to work out the next day and that kind of stuff. So, um, certainly, certainly, um, appeal to the health and wellness minded person.
0: Yeah. What does healthy living look like for you? Like if you were to have an ideal healthy living lifestyle, what would that look like?
1: Great question. I, um, I feel like I'm going to, um, you know, so sometimes it is hard starting your own business, right? Like I would say eight hours of sleep, but I'm definitely not getting eight hours of sleep. Um, so I'm, that's why I kind of chuckled is, um, do as I say, not as I do. Um, yeah but yes, definitely like prioritizing sleep. Um, I think connection is really important to me. So this past year with COVID, like now that we're out socializing again, just being with friends and filling up that tank is, um, and family and my kids is really important. Um, and I think just, you know, eating healthy, healthfully and staying away from alcohol and, um, I run a lot and then running is to me that just really helps me like both mentally and physically so um, all those are kind of part of my healthy living equation.
0: Nice so describe what it felt like seeing your product on the shelves for the first time where was the first place that you saw your product and what did that feel like? I
1: love this question because it is
0: like (laughs) such a
1: feeling you get of just elated. Um, so I, my friend was like, I think came to a tasting we were having in our neighborhood very early on. And, um, there's a, a bottle shop near us called H bottle shop. And it's kind of a boutique high-end bottle shop. And they were the first people to carry right side. So thank you to HF bottle. But, um, they posted on Facebook like a picture of the carton and like saying come get right side. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know they brought it in. I'm so excited. Like, Aww. um, yawned, pumped. It was just really, really cool.
0: Wow. That's so special. I know that feeling and it's kind of everything you've worked towards and it's the fruition of it. And it's in front of your face and you're like, oh my goodness, I created yes. this, you know? Totally.
1: And like when ran, we have a direct to consumer business as well. So we sell on our website and when it's not your friend or your family member buying on the website, you're just like, it's like so cool to know that someone found right side and wants to try it.
0: Yeah. And just rewarding yourself for that process. That's what I always say. Cause we, get so stuck in the idea of growth and where we want to evolve and grow that we forget to look at where we started in the beginning and kind of recognize and humble ourselves for how far we have come. That is such a great
1: point because I am fall guilty um, or I am guilty of that just all the time of being like, what's next? What's next? Like, you know, are we hitting our goals? Blah, Blah, blah. But then I think back to January and my goal was like to sell a single, like to, to yeah. make a sale, you know, was my yeah. goal. Um, and so, or just, you know, sign distribution in Georgia was such a big goal of mine. And I feel like as soon as that happened, it was like out the door. Okay. Moving on. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to balance in your life, I know you have a full-time job. So how do you balance right side with work and family? Yeah.
1: um, It's sometimes it feels like all cylinders are, are, you know, on track and then other times it feels like it's, you know, things are falling, um, falling down. But I think, you know, for me it's all about prioritization and I think there's things that always have to be done for Right side, and for my full time job, but like there's a lot of little things that can wait if needed. And then, um, but my family always takes priority, so um, yeah, that's that's like pretty clear to me. And I'm just pretty good at compartmentalizing, it helps me stay really productive. So when I'm on with my kids, I'm on with my kids, and when they go to bed is when I really like kind of turn on right side, and um try to crank out work and still get to sleep at a normal hour. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you have any strategies that you do to kind of shift your mental space when something doesn't go your way?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, reframing is a good one, you know, or putting it all in perspective, like back to your, look how far we've come um, comment. But I think for me, I, I'm just big on like making a list and checking it off and then just reprioritizing the next day, whatever didn't get done and kind of keep that cycle going. I tend to try to do all the things that I don't enjoy first thing in the morning and just to get those off my plate and then focus on the things that I really enjoy doing at night because at that point you're a little tired, but that's still like kind of a quiet time and it helps me to kind of get in the zone Um, of doing something I really enjoy. I really enjoy working in the business. So, you know, I don't have a lot of time for Netflix or for, um, you know, anything like that. Um, But that's okay because in this season of life, like I'm really enjoying working on the business.
0: That's such a positive way to look at it. I love that. Do you have kind of any words of wisdom or advice that you would want to give to somebody trying to do something similar that may not know or maybe new in the field or new in starting an entrepreneurial journey.
1: Yeah, I think the the first thing that I and I need to like take some of my own advice sometimes is just to keep going and keep working at it because some there's always going to if if you let a roadblock stop you, you'd stop pretty early on in the process. Um, There's always things that like are obstacles in the way that are like, okay, you could turn back now or you need to keep going. And I think that that's just the biggest thing to me. The other thing that I think was really helpful for me is to just ask questions and to really Mm -hmm. network um, and meet other people that are in your industry or doing something kind of in the same time as you or maybe a little ahead of you I found that uh, people just really want to share um like and help Mm. um people have been incredible sharing their their experience their words of wisdom their connections um just because they you know everyone wants to see an entrepreneur succeed and be a part of that success and I think just making time to meet with people and talk to people is really important.
0: Mm, Do you have any key people that you kind of mentioned that would fall into that category for right side specifically?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's a really long list. Um, the, the people that stand out the most, um, I had a mentor through a business plan competition who had started his own brewery, um, coincidentally. And, um, he really helped me kind of craft my business plan and think about different ways to structure the business. Um, and some of my uh, challenge, some of my assumptions, but really just very, very like resourceful, but, um, also just really encouraging. So that was great. His name is Ryan. Um, and then another, um, girl I went to grad school with. She had started a beverage brand when we were actually in graduate school together. And she's been so great with sharing kind of just quick marketing advice and um, go-to-market strategies and things like that. And I again, back to my words of wisdom, I just think people like that really help you gain confidence in your idea and challenge some of the things that you might think are good decisions, but, you know, they've been there and done that so they can kind of help maybe redirect you when you need it.
0: Yeah, that's, I know it's so interesting to kind of see who those key figures were, you know, and networking Mm -hmm. is so important and so accessible nowadays with Instagram and LinkedIn and social media has kind of evolved the way we can reach people. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen you've done some work with uh, beer enthusiasts. What what mm-hmm. has that kind of been like? And how do you find those kind of uh, people to give you reviews? Yeah, you know, I think back, back to I think everyone wants to see an entrepreneur succeed,
1: first of all. Um, but also, I think they're very, they want to try different brands, and they want to you know, review different kinds of products and things like that. And I think just it's amazing just reaching out on Instagram and saying, Hey, I like your, you know, I like your content. It's really relevant to what I'm trying to do. Can I send you some free beer? And almost everyone says,
0: yes, please. That's great.
1: (laughs) So that's been wonderful.
0: Yeah. Where do you see kind of right side Going in the future? If you were to kind of envision where you want to be at the end of this year and then maybe five years out, where do you see Right Side evolving? And where do you see your role kind of? What do you see your role being with Right Side long term?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the NA, the non alcoholic craft beer uh, category is really. you know, it's supposed to grow pretty substantially in the next few years. Um, it's kind of new, still new um, to the overall beer category. So I really think there's a lot of potential to grow right side, um, not only just with like, you know taking some market share away from someone else. I don't think that's really the way it's gonna go. I think just there's gonna be more and more craft beer NA drinkers. Um, and then in the next few years. So, I think really what I want for Right Side is to be kind of the Southeastern NA brand. Um, I think there's a big push for local um, now that a few different breweries are coming online with the an NA option. But we really want to stay a dedicated NA brand and just grow our footprint in the Southeast. Um, and I hope by doing that and like, you know, growing our distribution, but also growing kind of, um, in a growing category, I think will allow me to be in more of a, um, not in the everyday, you know, doing all the things, um, Mm -hmm. but really trying to build a team, um, as we grow.
0: Mm. That's amazing. So where can people go to, order their right side or what, what can kind of listeners do if they're interested in learning more?
1: That would be great. So we have a website. It's, um, rightsidebrewing.com. We ship nationwide with the exception of Georgia because of their rules. Um, but you can find us in a lot of Georgia stores by going to our product finder. And if we aren't in a store near you and you want us to be, because we do ship, Um, also directly to retailers, Uh, we would love for you to request your store um, on our website under our product finder.
0: Yay. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Emery, for being on Embracing Evolution. And I've loved kind of getting to be a part of your journey even before your product launched and kind of watching it grow this past year. Uh, During even a very difficult time, being able to see entrepreneurs and new brands and products thrive is super special.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me and for being part of the Right Side journey. I mean, you really are so talented and I really appreciate you um, sharing that with us.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I look forward to keeping in touch and getting to be a part of the journey as it continues to unfold. Thanks. Me too.